Hello, sports fans, and welcome to the Threes on Fire podcast with your hosts, Irvin Henderson, Milton Bolton, and Sadell Boyd. And hello, everyone, and welcome once again to the Threes on Fire podcast. I am Irving Henderson, along with Sedell Boyd. Our third co-host, Milton Bolton, is continuing to stamp his passport all around the globe, as this week he's on assignment covering synchronized diving in Helsinki, Finland. Uh, I don't know how he is managing to do it. He is definitely chewing up all of the budget that we have to produce these shows. Uh, Milton, please uh, be safe out there and uh, be nice if you came back in one piece. <laughs> well, let's let's go. Uh, let's go right into it. And we have some big games in college football uh, this weekend. Uh, we'll start in the SEC, uh, the game that used to be known as the world's largest outdoor cocktail party. I don't know why they can't call it that anymore, but all right. Uh, number eight, Florida, taking on number five, Georgia. That's going to be at 3.30 on CBS. Uh, both teams are coming in with wins uh, following tough losses. Uh, Florida's game last week with LSU was postponed due to COVID concerns, and that game is going to be made up on December the 12th. Uh, the biggest game, of course, number one, Clemson. Going to number four, Notre Dame. That game is at 7.30 on NBC. Clemson will once again be without their quarterback, Trevor Lawrence. Uh, he's still in the COVID protocol window uh, and is unable to be activated this week. Clemson struggled, struggled mightily last week against Boston College with freshman DJ Uwe Agale. I hope I said that right, uh, under center. However, Clemson was able to hold on and get the win. And as you've heard in both of these first two stories, we are still dealing with the effects of COVID on the college football season. Seven games this weekend have been either canceled or postponed. And that includes number 10, Wisconsin, losing their game versus Purdue. Uh, moving on to NBA news, uh, we kind of discussed uh, the basketball season coming up uh, with a lot of the coaching movement that went on uh, in this offseason. Well, the league and the Players Association have agreed to start the 2021 season on December 22nd. Uh, it is expected that the teams will play a 72-game schedule, so I guess that's just 10 games being cut off of the regular yearly schedule. Uh, still no word on uh, whether or not the league is going to continue to be in a bubble or if teams are actually going to play in their home arenas uh, once the season does begin. Uh, the draft is going to be held on November the 18th. Uh, and there are discussions to open free agency immediately after the draft. Uh, training camps are also set to begin on December the 1st. And finally, uh, don't tell me that coaching in all sports is not an old boys network. It most certainly is. If you're in the club, you stay in the club. And again, as we talked about with the NBA coaching changes, 
a lot of those names that you heard are guys who have been coaches before. Well, going into this past Major League Baseball season, Dusty Baker, uh, manager of the Houston Astros, uh, was the oldest manager in the league at 71 years old. Well, he won't hold that distinction when the 2021 season begins because the Chicago White Sox have hired Hall of Fame manager Tony La Russa. Now, Tony La Russa is already in the Hall of Fame, and he's coming back. Uh, he hasn't managed since 2011, uh, winning the World Series with the St. Louis Cardinals. Uh, it was thought that he was you know, going to ride off into the sunset and retire uh, and go out a champion. Uh, nope. He's back. Uh, he also managed the White Sox before uh, managing the club from 1979 to 1986, uh, making it to the American League Championship Series in 1983. So that is your uh, quick hits for the week. Uh, but before we move on to our main subject of the week, uh, I know I said uh, in doing this show, didn't want to get into political conversations, and I'm not going to really get too political with this thing, but I did want to say this one thing. Uh, I am proud of everyone who showed up to vote in this past election. Uh, no matter who it is you voted for, whether you voted for the Republican candidate, whether you voted for the Democratic candidate, whether you voted for a third party candidate, and even you simple minded people who uh, voted for Kanye West. Oh, God, please stop. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, geez. Kanye West. Oh. oh, why? Why? Why did people vote for Kanye West? Oh, man. <laughs> uh, anyway, listen, uh, anyway. it's it's. It's, it's great when when people exercise their, you know, democratic right. And this is some of the uh, most numbers we've seen in election ever as far as people just getting out and voting. So uh, good job, everybody. Now, um, unfortunately, even as we go on the air, we still don't know what's, you know, the final verdict going to be. Uh, we kind of know <laughs> But we don't really know because they're not saying anything. And, you know, maybe maybe by next week, something will be determined and we'll know what direction we're going in. But again, uh, not getting into all that. Just want to say to all of you who went out and voted, uh, proud of you. And uh, that's about it. Uh, so there you got anything, uh, anything you want to add before we uh, move on to the next subject? No, nah, we can go ahead and move to the next subject. All right. Well, we will be back with some NFL talk. Uh, we got some midseason report cards and midseason awards to give out. So you are listening to the Threes on Fire podcast. We'll be right back. All right, and we are back with the Threes on Fire podcast. Uh, Sadell, just want to, uh, outside of the uh, sports world for a second before we get into uh, our NFL talk, have you had a chance to listen to uh, Busta Rhymes' new album yet? No, actually no. Uh, 
Listen, man, I, I, I suggest I suggest you listen to it. Uh, I heard it was fire, though. I did get word of it, but I haven't had a listen, chance to listen yet. Listen, uh, one of the best hip-hop albums I've heard uh, this year. Like, there's been a lot of really good hip-hop albums that have come out, and I listened to Busta Rhymes first because my buddy John, like, kept hammering me upside the head with it. Yeah. And... And it was like, as almost as soon as I got finished with it, I saw that Common had dropped something brand new as well. So I listened to both of them, and like I'm, I'm sort of kind of like, I listen. I don't know which one was better. I don't. Okay, but but man, listen, when you get to listen to both of them because the only one I've listened to is Nas. Yo, you got to put both of them on your on your must listen to list. Everybody out there, if you're in the hip hop. Check out that Busta Rhymes album. Check out that Common album. Uh, just you got it. You got to listen to it, man. I don't even like me talking about it. Is not going to do it any justice. I'm telling you right now. Get it. Listen to it, and you will definitely enjoy it. If you are a fan of hip hop, if not, I don't know what to tell you. Uh, <laughs> but did you hear Nas's album? Yeah, I did hear Nas's album. And see, that's the thing. Like, like, like I said, this year. This year has had like a handful of really good hip hop albums. And I'm not talking about, you know, these mush mouth mumble rap dudes. You know, <laughs> I'm not talking about them. Like I you keep that over there. That is I need to like you need to be speaking, you know, intelligibly so I can understand what you're saying. You know, yes. I'm not one of them guys like I do like beats. But if the beat is is overtaking everything you're saying, like mom, I I, I check out. I I really I check out. So yeah, I'm 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 kind of it's kind of a toss up right now for me between Nas's album, Buster's album, and Common's album, and and oh, and Black Thought's album. So oh, you wow. know, yeah, listen between four, all the okay all. I all the old school cast that we know and love <laughs> went in this year. Okay. There, there are some like there's some new guys like uh oh what is his name? Uh uh somebody took Freddie Gibbs and uh oh uh, the, the, the two guys from Griselda. Uh Butcher and uh Conway the Machine, I think are their names. They both dropped solo albums that you know, I heard were pretty good. So, like, once I get an opportunity to check all those out, like, maybe at the end of it, maybe when we get to the end of the year, like, I'll be able to have, you know, a bona fide, you know, pick for my hip-hop album of the year. Okay. And I definitely, like, I, I'm, and I'm also back and forth about what my number one song, period, point blank, of the year is. And I'm talking about all genres of music. Like, I, it's it's been a listen. It's been a weird year, totally, but it's actually been a pretty good year as far as music is concerned. Whatever type of music you're into, you have gotten some really quality music to to listen to this year. Right. But uh, you know, enough of that. You know, I did I did say. You know, we would cover some pop culture stuff. So that's you know. Oh yeah. Throw Let's try to find now and get some of that stuff in there. Uh, we are uh, at the midway point, just about of the 
NFL season as we are going into week nine. And, you know, it, some of the league right now looks a little upside down. Uh, you got, you know, some surprises. You got some, you know, disappointments. And let's talk about it. Uh, Sadell, you have your midseason awards, so give them out. All right. So, well, as far as we're going to start with the rookies, we're going to start with the rookies and mm-hmm. um, stop in too much. I'm going to start with the defensive rookie of the year candidates that I have. Oh, okay. Okay. My top three are Chase Young, a defensive end from the Washington football team. Right. Uh, Antoine Winfield Jr., uh, safety from the Bucks, and uh, Patrick Queen, a linebacker from the Ravens. Now, my number one out of these three is uh, I'm going to go with uh, Patrick Queen from the Ravens. Okay. Yeah. Um, his, his stats this year, he's had 35 tackles, two sacks, two forced fumbles, with two fumble recoveries and a defensive touchdown. So, okay. and that was a hard one to, to kind of research because it's not, uh, I don't feel like it's been any really super standout, like uh, off the chart defensive rookie player this year. But um, the Ravens defense is always top notch. And he's been, uh, as I ran down, he's been a very solid contributor to otherwise usually a veteran defense. Right. Well, here's the thing. For as bad as Washington has been overall this year, Chase Young the defensive has been, line. Yeah, yeah, that defensive line has been dominant. And I think right now, I think right now because Baltimore is winning, you know. Uh, That's another Queen reason I would, would nod to yeah, Queen. Yeah, Queen would likely get the nod because Baltimore is winning. But uh, keep a very close eye on Chase Young in the second half. I, I will. Because I originally had him as number one, but I was like, eh, they team, it's, it's hard to give them anything with that team. <laughs> right. <laughs> but he is standing out um, solo. Mm-hmm. He's pretty much a solo. At, well, actually, like I said, their defensive line is about all they really have. Right. <laughs> so I'm going to move on to the Office of Rookie of the Year. Now, this is more interesting. Um, my, my three candidates are Joe Burrow. Okay. Obviously, the quarterback of the Bengals. Mm-hmm. Um, started since day one. Uh, James Robinson, running back from the Jaguars. Mm-hmm. And Justin Herbert, quarterback for the Chargers. Okay. Two quarterbacks in there. Huh? You got two quarterbacks in there. I do. Okay. And I, I was going to go somewhere else, but Justin Herbert. Justin yeah. Herbert, man. The, the boy looks really legit, man. Even more he has a better he has a better su- supporting cast than Burrow, I believe. Okay. So maybe that's why. But it's not producing the wins. No. Just yet. They they jump out to leads. Mm-hmm. But then they their defense finds a way to blow it, which is odd because I thought the Chargers defense was kind of good. Now not this year. I don't I don't know what's happened. <laughs> but I mean, I think they lost to the Broncos last week. Yes. Like, come on, like the Broncos. Mm-hmm. But um I'm a ah, it's between Burrow and Herbert. 
Now, see, Burrow, of course, he was started since day one, and he kind of has been throwing the ball almost 60 times a game. <laughs> right, yeah. So he's he's going to accumulate stats just off of the strength. Mm-hmm. But it's not like he's been bad. He's been actually good um, overcoming the deficiencies of the rest of the team. And they actually have won a couple games in, in of course, that tie. <laughs> oh. we, we're not going to talk about that, but. Oh, no, we're, we're going to talk about that at some point. <laughs> okay. We're definitely going to talk about that at so, some point. All right, so I'm going to get to my point. And um, my point is I'm going to go with Joe Burrow. I'm okay. going with Joe Burrow because right. he has a lot more on his shoulders right now. Right. Even though Herbert – Herbert has hit the scene running, and his his stat line kind of looks a little bit better as he has 15 touchdowns to five interceptions and a 104.5 quarterback rating, not to be mm-hmm. confused with the QBR. Right. Um, 1,800 yards, and he's only played in uh, six games, but he's one in five. Well, here's the thing. Justin Herbert uh, can, can thank the – fools on the Los Angeles Chargers medical staff for wrecking Tyrod Taylor's ribs and yeah. giving him the opportunity, opportunity. to play. Uh, I, I got to say right now, like there have been, you know, a lot of strange things that happened this year. To me, that is the most egregious. Like, how do you take a player who's hurt and make him worse? Worse. It's almost and, like they sabotaged him. Yeah, and he has he, <laughs> he doesn't have a leg to stand on as far as you know going after the team doctors for malpractice, right? Which is which is you know like when we when we wrap up the season, you know that is that is gonna be somewhere in my top five for the most ridiculous things to happen this year. <laughs> definitely, definitely. So. All right, but that's my uh, office rookie of the year, Joe Burrow. So far, 11 mm-hmm. touchdowns, five interceptions, 91.4 mm-hmm. quarterback rating, and uh, he has 2,217, I mean, 72 yards passing. Okay. All right, so let's move on to our defensive player of the year. Mm-hmm. Now, as far as the defensive player of the year goes, my candidates are T.J. Watt. Aaron Donald, as always, and Miles Garrett. Okay. Now, this is another difficult one to pick uh, as far as defensive players go. But, uh, again, I have to pick the team that's doing the most winning, mm-hmm. the player from the team that's doing the most winning. And I'm, I'm going with T.J. Watt as he's leading the Steelers in sacks this year. Right. As he has six and a half sacks. And – uh he has uh, an interception to his name. Mm-hmm. Now, you know, every year Aaron Donald is in that mix. And, right. And he's right there. He has he, – he and Miles Garrett are actually leading the league in sacks, tied for the lead league in sacks, both uh, with nine apiece. Miles mm-hmm. um, Garrett, however, much like um, Chase Young, he's uh, holding it down on the defensive line for his respective team, which is the, the uh, Browns. Um, mm-hmm. He's forced. In, a, in addition to the nine sacks, he's also forced for four fumbles and recovered two of them. Mm-hmm. And uh, he has five other tackles for loss. Um, but uh, 
and they're not winning enough. They're not winning yeah. enough. So I don't know how much of an impact he's really having or, right. uh, you know, uh, Baker Mayfield kind of gives the ball away to the other team a lot. So <laughs> right. that could uh, also diminish his uh, contributions greatly. But uh, I have to go with TJ Watt as uh, he's on the undefeated team and he's leading their pass rush, which is a very good pass rush too because uh, they also have Bud Dupree and he has six sacks himself. So you're getting it both from both sides. I went with TJ Watt as being uh, the, the more dynamic of those two players. Right. Okay, so moving on to offense. Everybody loves offense. The Offensive Player of the Year, my candidates are Patrick Mahomes, Russell mm-hmm. Wilson, and Alvin Kamara. Whoa, Alvin Kamara. Now, there's a shot. Okay. Yeah, Alvin Kamara over Drew Brees. <laughs> right. Um, let's, let's talk about Alvin Kamara real quick. He's kind of been their offense, really. I think uh, Drew Brees has kind of lost something on his arm. So he's kind of dumping the ball off to Alvin Kamara a lot, who has 55 receptions on the year for 556 yards and three touchdowns. Mm-hmm. Uh, in addition to rushing for 431 yards and four touchdowns. Okay. So in the absence of uh, Michael Thomas, Alvin Kamara <laughs> has pretty much uh, shouldered the load of their offense. And right. I think we're going to see uh, a, lot, a lot of him tomorrow uh, when they face off uh, for the division once again against the Buccaneers, right? So uh, he gets the he gets a chance to further his uh, offensive player of the year mm-hmm. um, bid and a rivalry. It what has amounted to now a rivalry game, which is crazy to say for the Bucks. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, I mean, I think uh, I think when you look at the uh, NFC South. I, I I don't really know if the Bucks really have a rival in that division. I mean, I know how intense uh, the Saints and Falcons rivalry is, and yeah. I found I found that out firsthand when I went to New Orleans. Like <laughs> they listen, there's there's like a, a there's like a a off ramp off the highway that leads you towards the Superdome. And someone actually painted a 28 to three mural on the (laughs) wall. And like, like now mind you, like living in Philadelphia, like I know how intense the Philadelphia, uh, New York rivalry is. And even to a certain extent, the Dallas rivalry is and, I don't get it. Like I'm not, I'm not big on the whole I hate Dallas thing. But I oh, never I, listen. Listen, I've never seen anything like that. I have never, like, I've never seen a city happy about another team's loss almost <laughs> more than they are happy about their own team's win. Like you. Like it's almost like, and, and I talked to some people down there. It's almost like New England winning was like the Saints winning to them. <laughs> you know, I just – I've never seen it. And, and here's the thing. Yeah, um, I do get it because, you know, being a Panthers fan, I wasn't too thrilled with the Falcons being there. Mm-hmm. So, 
<laughs> so them losing was kind of like, oh well. You still mad about last week, huh? Still, still, still not over last week yet, huh? No, no, no. That's <laughs> that's, that's sticking in my craw right there. Listen, that's, listen. I, I, I promise you. Listen, I promise you. Before we start the next segment, I'll kind of explain the whole uh, NFC East thing for me. But go ahead, continue. Okay. Uh, and actually, so we're gonna get to uh, Patrick Mahomes. That's my pick for Offensive Player of the Year so far. Quietly, okay. quietly, Patrick Mahomes has thrown for uh, 2,315 yards, mm-hmm. uh, which puts him on pace for a 4,600-yard 40, 40, pe- se- uh, passing season. Okay. <laughs> uh, 21 touchdowns, which puts him on pace for 42 touchdowns for the year, and only one interception this year. Mm. Uh so he has a twenty-one to one touchdown to interception ratio, <laughs> which which is nuts. Which is that's which is, that's crazy. It's crazy. And his QB, mm-hmm. his quarterback rating. I can't say QBR. It's not the QBR. The quarterback right. rating, which is the one I actually go by, is a one fifteen. Wow. Is, yeah. Wow. That's that's un. Oh, that's unreal. Yes. <laughs> Uh, and then and, and and here and here's the thing. And it's not even it's actually not even the best, but <laughs> no, but but you look at Kansas City and it's it's almost like the weapons on that offense are just uh, it's it's ridiculous. You have no idea which one of those guys is going to be the guy to beat you in any given week. You know, it could be Tyreek Hill this week. It could be Clyde Edwards Elair the next week. It could be Kelsey the week after that. It could be it, it's mind blowing. Watkins. If it could be there. Sammy Watkins. It could be it could Nicole Hardman. Like it's it could be uh, yeah. even, uh, Robinson sometimes. Yep. Yeah, that 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 offense just you know what? It's man, the rich get richer. The yeah. rich get richer. And uh, adding on to that, he has 165 rushing yards with two mm-hmm. touchdowns, with two rushing touchdowns. So, okay. And uh, he has only one fumble. He so basically, Patrick Mahomes has accumulated uh, 23 total touchdowns with only two turnovers this year. Okay. So that makes him my offensive player of the year. Okay. All right, and so. Uh, Speeding this up a little bit, uh, easy categories. I only got one pl- one player for the comeback player of the year. Okay. That's Big Ben, Big Ben Roethlisberger, man. Wow. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I mean, for me, it's pretty simple, man. The guy has his team undefeated. Okay. I mean, I don't know what more you can really say. He's playing playing pretty well. He has sixteen hundred passing yards, fifteen touchdowns. Uh, only four interceptions. Uh, his quarterback rating is ninety nine point eight. And uh, I mean, when you have when you're the quarterback of an undefeated team and you didn't play last year, uh, we played in two games. Right. I mean, you go from only playing in two games and then and their team missing the playoffs to having your team undefeated the next year. I mean. Well, plus he's old. Well, here's the thing. I I I, I see that, and, and I I don't want to sit up here and like 
disagree with that vehemently because I think you you certainly have a strong case for Ben Roethlisberger being comeback player of the year. But, you know, as I said a couple of weeks ago, Alex Smith just being out there playing, to me, I makes that him, consideration. To me, that makes him comeback player of the year. The just just the story behind it, like this man went from possibly losing his leg to even yeah. be able to be out there playing. Now, don't get me wrong. I think when you talk overall performance on the field, it's definitely Roethlisberger, all things considered. But I think right. what's going to happen is I think the story of Alex Smith is going to override the play of Ben Roethlisberger down the line. And I think, you know, again, well, I would be I, mad if that happened. If, again, I, mean, I, I don't know if he's played since then. Has he played any since then? You know what? I think, uh, they, put Kyle, I think they put Kyle, yeah, Kyle, Allen, Kyle Allen has been back in. So no, he hasn't, he hasn't played since which all things considered as far as Washington is concerned, is kind of surprising, but yeah, Again, if again, if we're talking on the field stuff, Roethlisberger is definitely the guy. But I think the story is going story. to be uh, Alex Smith. Well, that makes it a competition because mm-hmm. <laughs> at least yeah. you have two candidates instead of just one. Right. But uh, I went. I went. I personally went for a performance on the field. Okay. Even though I totally understand what you say, just the just the guy shouldn't even be able to walk. Yeah. So. That's it's amazing. Mm-hmm. Uh, so let's move to the coach of the year. Uh, my three coach of the year candidates are Mike Tomlin, Pete Carroll, and surprisingly Brian Flores. Okay, uh, Miami Dolphins. Miami Dolphins. Miami Dolphins. Yeah. Okay. And so uh, my my pick is of course Mike Tomlin. His team is undefeated, mm-hmm. but I'm a, I need to talk about uh, a little bit about the other two. Uh, Pete Carroll. Has his team at uh, six and one, right? And right. even though they have no defense, <laughs> it's oh, amazing gosh. that they they have a. It's amazing that they are six and one, but it's uh, due to their office of prowess. And uh, I also need to mention that they have the toughest division in the league with no team under five hundred. Well, hold on a second. Uh, going into Thursday night. That was true. Uh, well, that was after, going into Thursday night. Yeah, going into Thursday so now, night. I think, yeah, the 49ers are now, what, four and five? Four and five, yeah. Okay. So, at the, the previous time when I came up with my notes, they had no team under 500. Right. But now they have a team, one team, four and five. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, their team is decimated. They, they didn't even have a team. <laughs> right. Yeah, we're, and I'm, I'm going to get into that as well. Right. Um. And Brian Flores. Uh, so the Dolphins are four and three this year, which I think they only had five wins total last year. Mm-hmm. And uh, they are second in their division behind Buffalo. Right. And both of those teams are ahead of the Patriots. Now, the Dolphins, you know, the Dolphins are woeful every year. For them to have a winning record and the number one defensive points allowed team in the league, I think speaks volumes to their coach. Right. Uh, they they are only giving up 18.6 points per game, and that's mm-hmm. the best mm-hmm. in the league, even more than the Ravens, which I think is 18.9. Just, just edging them out. Right. 
But for the Dolphins to be in this good a shape at the midway point and uh, possibly a playoff team, uh, I think it speaks volumes to their coach. So yeah, when I you when him. you when you uh, look at the fact that uh, the NFL expanded the playoffs, uh, adding another wild card team, Miami is definitely in the mix at four and three. Yes. And actually, like, I mean, it's a couple of teams with better records, I think, currently still. Maybe I think uh, uh, the Browns might still have a better record than them. But I think they're actually better than a couple of those teams the way, right. with the way they've been playing. I think they could beat those teams, even if it was, even if it came down to, you know, it wasn't the extra playoff right. uh, seeding. If they had to face off and somehow meet those teams head to head to edge them out to get into the playoffs – they could beat a, a few of those teams that's right on the cusp. So uh, so let's get to the, the finale of this and uh, the most important award, the MVP of the league. And uh, my candidates are Russell Wilson, Patrick Mahomes, and Tom Brady. <laughs> yeah. You, can't, you just can't, you can't get rid of the old goat. Nah. <laughs> So um, my pick is uh, Russell Wilson. Okay. Yeah, Russell Wilson is my MVP so far. He's leading the race. Uh, with uh, Patrick Mahomes nipping at his heels, I already gave you his stats as far as offensive player of the year. And uh, Tom Brady, just just for being the leader and turning around this Bucks organization, I mean, mm-hmm. they, they do have uh, a big game coming up that's going to really – you know, either help his MVP case out uh, to try to vault him up to that number one spot as he has to – they have to face off against the Saints and Drew Brees. Right. Uh, but uh, I, I'm still holding back, holding reserve as uh, I got him third right now. But Russell – now let's go to Russell's stats. He has uh, 2,151 passing yards, 26 touchdowns, Six interceptions. Now, crazy thing is Russell is completing 71.5% of his passes, and his quarterback rating is even higher than Patrick Mahomes, 115, as he has a 120.8 quarterback rating. And uh, throw in 260 rushing yards. I mean, hardest, hardest division in the league. Russell, Russell is my MVP right now. All right, and you said Russell Wilson has 26 touchdown passes, right? Yes. To Mahomes is 21? Yes. Okay, all right, I got that. Now, what, what the reason why I gave Patrick the offensive player over Russ, because Russell is well, – he was up there too, is because – he has less turnovers. He has less turnovers, right. and he also has rushing touchdowns, whereas okay. Russell does not. Okay. I mean, it's 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 close. It's so close. But uh, I'm like I said, Patrick edges him out in offensive player of the year, and Russell edges him out in MVP. All right. So just to uh, I guess recap real quick, you have Patrick Queen as your defensive rookie of the year. Joe yes. Burrow as your offensive rookie of the year. Yes. TJ Watt, your defensive player of the year. 
Patrick yes. Mahomes, your offensive player of the year. Ben Roethlisberger, comeback player of the year. Your coach of the year is Mike Tomlin, and your MVP is Russell Wilson. Three Steelers on your midseason award list. They're undefeated. Yeah. yeah <laughs> you can't argue that. Like, I mean, they, 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 they've been the best team in the league right now. Uh, they've had some games where, obviously, they had to hold on late to win. Yeah. But they won, so it doesn't matter how you get it done. It just matters that you get it done. Exactly. All right, so let's get into my report card grades for every team, and we are going to start in the AFC, and obviously we're going to start with the AFC East. Uh, the Buffalo Bills, 6-2. and two. Uh, I gave them a B plus. Uh, I okay. think if, if we had been able to get started uh, before the season began, I would have told you that I thought Buffalo was in position to win the AFC East this year. I think we all knew that New England was due for a fall off without Tom Brady. Didn't think it would come this way, but it was wide open for a team like Buffalo who has been improving year, you know, every year with as far as the talent level that they have. Maybe not necessarily yeah. record-wise, but talent-wise, they've been able to accumulate talent, and it's starting to show now that the Patriots aren't in their way. Uh, the Miami Dolphins, you had uh, Brian Flores as one of your Coach of the Year candidates. They are 4-3. and three. I gave them a C. Uh, the New England Patriots, 2-5. and five. I gave them a D. Um, they deserve it. Really, really bad start to the year for the Patriots, and... You know, I wanted to see Cam Newton have a measure of success. I mean, not too much success because it's the Patriots, but uh, Cam is that looking awful. Yeah, he's he's looking bad right now. He is not looking like himself. Uh, key fumble last week cost them uh, a chance to beat Buffalo in Buffalo. Uh, the Jets. Coughing it up. The Jets. Do I really need to say what the Jets are getting? I mean, it's an F. It's an F. They're 0 and 8. It's an it's a, it's a F minus. Listen, I don't even listen. You can't even, I don't, you can't I don't even, even get an F minus and it's an F minus. I don't even think that there is a level of like like I don't know how do you, the only way it gets worse, like it can't get worse. I, I'm sorry, it can't get any worse than this. I, it can't, it can't possibly get any worse than this. I've said it. I'm going to keep saying it. I don't think they're going to win a game at all this year. They have a legitimate chance this they week have a chance this week against the Patriots because the Patriots are stinking up the joint just as well. Uh, so we'll see. Uh, but, yeah, an F. Uh, on the flip side of that, we move to the uh, AFC North. Yeah, we, listen, we move to the AFC North and the Pittsburgh Steelers, 7-0, a plus. There's, there's, they haven't lost. Now, do they have flaws like every team? Of course they do. But again, when you're perfect, you get an A plus. Uh, exactly. Ravens five and two. I give them a B. Uh, mm -hmm. I think right now they very much need to be concerned about whether or not Lamar Jackson is starting to be. Like if his flaws are starting to be exposed because 
It's starting to look a lot like Michael Vick. Yeah, teams the are young, the young Michael Vick. Yeah, teams are turning him into a passer, and that is not what his, where his strengths lie. So the question will be, how does he adjust to defenses adjusting to him? Uh, the Browns, uh, B minus five and three. Uh, they're on a bye this week. Uh, Cincinnati Bengals, I uh, give them a D, two, five, and one. It, mm-hmm. It's uh, it, it's Joe Burrow looks good, but I think right now the team around him, they're they're gonna have to get some more pieces to improve upon where they yeah, are. Still rebuilding, still rebuilding. And and real quick, the Browns. See, remember when I mentioned the Dolphins earlier? Right. The Browns was one of those teams that I feel like they're five and three. The Dolphins are four and three. Mm-hmm. And I think the Dolphins are a little bit better than, and because because of their coach, right? Well, the Dolphins have a chance to uh, get even record wise with the Browns. Uh, the Browns are off this week. The Dolphins are in Arizona. Not going to be an easy game, but it's a it's it's not a it's not impossible for this not Dolphins one of those team. Where you look at where you used to look at the Dolphins and be like, oh yeah, they're going to lose that, right? Right. <laughs> no, it's like okay, the Dolphins might. Pull that off. Right. Not likely, right. but they might. No, they Colin Murray's a beast. Well, you know, it, it depends. You know, and I'll get into it when we go to our final segment. Uh, okay. The Dolphins offensively have got to get better. They have to. Uh, I, I know that it was kind of controversial that they switched from Ryan Fitzpatrick to Tua Tagovailoa. Tua Tagovailoa. Jeez, they're going yeah, another hard it. name to pronounce. Another, yeah. <laughs> The Dolphins switched to two at quarterback at a point where they were three and three. And, you know, you kind of you're putting a rookie in there. So it'll be interesting to see whether or not the Dolphins, you know, start winning and progressing with two at quarterback or if they start to regress and they start to fall to the back of the pack. Yeah, I think Uh, they're between tanking and trying to win. Right. It's like wow, we 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 got off to this good start, but truthfully, we still we know we need a lot more talent on the team, so we should be bad. Right. But now, since we're winning, we might as well kind of see what the young guy has mm-hmm. and see where we're gonna go because we're gonna end up with a better, rec- a much better record than what we thought we was gonna end up with. Right. And we might as well see what we could have just in case we might need to draft a different quarterback. Or go, or go in a different direction as far as talent goes, because maybe he might be exactly what we're looking for as we thought, right. and we just right. need to address other uh, pieces on the on the team. Right. So well, I think that's what they're trying to do. Well, here's the thing, and, and, uh, I, and I think that actually comes more from management because I'm sure that the coach ain't really too psyched about that when he actually has a veteran quarterback that can put some wins on his resume. Right. <laughs> Well, speaking of, you know, flipping quarterbacks, which is something that the Dolphins have been doing a lot of the last uh, few years, uh, go right to the AFC South, their former quarterback, Ryan Tannehill, uh, doing an doing a admirable job so far this year. Uh, I gave the five and two Titans a B. Uh, I gave the uh, five and two Indianapolis Colts a B minus. Uh, the Texans and Jaguars play each other this weekend. Both are one and six. Both are getting D minuses from me. The Texans have been in tank mode from 
from the time they started just making all sorts of odd personnel decisions. Bill O'Brien was the GM. It's almost as if he set this team up for failure. And they are in a horrible position moving forward. Uh, again, I'll have, a, I'll have a note on that uh, when we move on to the next segment. But, yeah, Texans, Jaguars, both D-minuses. Uh, moving to the AFC West, uh, the Kansas City Chiefs get an A. They are 7-1. and one. The Las Vegas Raiders, 4-3, and three, they get a C. The Denver Broncos at three and four, they get a C minus. Now, I gave the Jets an F because they're 0 and 8, and that's a well-deserved F. I gave the Los Angeles Chargers an F. Despite the fact that they do have two wins, you cannot blow four double-digit leads that turn Can't into it. losses. It, it's, it's, it's horrible. It, it, like mm-hmm. you want you you have these games in hand, like you're up by at least two touchdowns. All your defense has to do at that point is be competent. No, it, two and five, uh, they get the Raiders this week, and we'll discuss that. that. Listen, listen, we'll discuss that when we get to our pick segment. <laughs> um, I'm gonna upset. I'm gonna move on <laughs> to the NFC now, and I'm gonna start with the best division in the NFC and that is the NFC West uh the Seattle Seahawks 6 and 1 they're getting an A minus very good game big game on tap uh on Sunday between the Seahawks and the Bills now we live in the Philadelphia market so we're getting the Giants and football team on Fox i really wish that we were getting this Seahawks Bills game Yes, I wish we could flex out of that. Maybe this is maybe this is going to be. CBS. Listen, this is going to be the game of the week to me. Like I'm, I'm telling you right now, this is going to be the game of the week in my opinion. Uh, the Arizona Cardinals at five and two, they get a B plus. As I mentioned, they get uh, Miami this week. Uh, the Rams are five and three now. I was set to give the Rams a B minus. But that loss last week against Miami took them back a step. So I'm giving the Rams a C. Uh, and the 49ers, I'm giving the 49ers an incomplete. Uh, four and five. Listen, it's hard to really judge where the 49ers are when they have so many injuries. And it's not even just that they have injuries. Uh, I told you I was going to get into uh, a stat for you. And here it is. The 49ers have $80 million of their current salary cap space on injured reserve. Oh, yes, I did hear that. <laughs> that, that is a huge, not, not, just, not just monetarily, but that is a huge amount of talent that you're missing. You're missing Bosa. You're missing Sherman. You're missing Mostert. You're missing Ansa. You're missing Kittle. You're missing Garoppolo. I mean... At yeah, this point right now, like listen, at this point right now, you're throwing darts at the dartboard blindfolded, hoping to hit the mark. And right now, the 49ers are holding on for dear life uh, as far as their playoff chances go. Uh, the NFC South, uh, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers or the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, whatever you want to call them, <laughs> uh, they are six oh, and man. two. I gave them a B plus. 
Uh, the Saints, five and two. I gave them a B. Again, big game this weekend. Saints, Bucks, Sunday night football. And Brady and Breeze have traded the all-time touchdown record the last few weeks. So it'll be interesting to see uh, coming out of this game if Brady still has the all-time mark or if Breeze will overtake him in this game. Uh, How your, much is he up by? Uh, one. I think he's up by one, maybe two. Just one? Yeah, it's either okay. one or two. Uh, your Carolina Panthers, Sedell, they are three and five. I'm giving them a C minus. Uh well-deserved. Listen, we'll see how we'll see how they do uh, when Christian McCaffrey gets back into the lineup. Oh, Tough. I was gonna say we're not gonna see how they go do this week because oh, no. oh no, 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 very, very, <laughs> very bad matchup going to Kansas City this week. Uh, oh boy, I'm not even going front on that. There's no, nope. Listen, I'm just gonna tell, I'm gonna tell you something in our next segment. <laughs> Listen, just all you can do at this point is hope for the best, expect the worst. Uh, yeah. The Atlanta Falcons, two and six, giving them a D. I, I don't think there needs to be any explanation behind that. No, man. No. No. F. F. No, no, nah, nah, listen, listen, F, listen. Man, they let the, they let listen. the Cowboys and Kevin F. Listen. F. What listen. else did they do? They did, uh, listen. oh, man, what? Listen. Other team? Oh, my God. That's no, listen, that's no, but that's no good for you, man. Because if I give them an F, now you got to, you got to have it in your mind that your team lost to a team getting an F. <laughs> hey, man, it happens. <laughs> All right, listen, somebody, moving. Somebody lost to the Chargers and they got an F. Yeah, well, the Chargers, yeah, listen, the Chargers blew four double-digit leads, man. Like, you, you can't. No, nah, they haven't blown four of them. I think they blew two of them in back-to-back two. weeks. The Chargers two. blew two. four. Right. You know. <laughs> but moving on. At least, at least the Chargers know the rules. Listen, man. Listen. <laughs> you got a point there. You got Listen, you got a point. You got a point. Right, but I'm going to sell them for their D. Because they beat us, they got a D. Yeah, and exactly. And they moved them up from an F. Right. Jeez. Uh, and it, it gets no – well, yeah, it gets uh, – I don't want to say it gets no easier. Falcons have a, a toss-up game against Denver, but – you never know with Atlanta. I I refuse to pick Atlanta in anything right now because mm-hmm. it doesn't matter the sport. They're going to find a way to blow it. Uh, <laughs> well, well, uh, no, nah, I'll, I'll leave that to the side. Uh, the the NFC North, the Green Bay Packers. You was going with that too? No, nah, listen, man, I'm leaving that there, man. I'm leaving it. Alone. You said don't get political. Yeah. Um, I'm leaving, I could have, but I'm going to just leave it alone, man. I'm going to leave it alone. I'm going to just say they finally got something right down there. Um, right. The, <laughs> the NFC North. Uh, the Packers, I'm giving them a B plus. They're 6-2. and two. Uh, The Bears, 5-3. and three. Mm-hmm. Um, Just, they're getting a C, but what the hell is going on with their quarterback situation? I mean, Foles has not looked good. But it's almost like they kind of like they kind of don't want to put Trubisky back in there, but they they may have to. They, they may have, have to. to. They may have to go they back to Trubisky. Um, because that's the only way they're gonna get Foles playing good again. Yeah, <laughs> Foles Foles plays good in spurts, but he doesn't have sustained sustained success. He's right. all, he's almost right. like a he's a a little bit better 
Ryan Fitzpatrick. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, almost. Yeah. yeah. Uh the Detroit Lions, three and four, gave them a C minus. Uh the Minnesota Vikings at two and five. Uh they're getting a D plus. The Lions in Detroit play each other this weekend. So uh, the Lions will either stay at their grade, or they're gonna <laughs> they're gonna, gonna drop, they're gonna and flip. the Vikings are gonna yeah, yeah they're gonna flip flop. Uh, on to the worst division in football, the NFC East, and I'm gonna start with the Philadelphia Eagles. They are on a bye this week. They are three, four, and one. The Eagles get a D plus. Now they're getting a D plus. It would have been a C. Now, here's the thing. I would have given them a C if they had shown any semblance of dominance over Dallas on Sunday night. Right. They let Dallas hang around in that game to the point where, you know, it was almost like you knew the Eagles were going to win. The Eagles were going to pull it out. You knew that. But at the same time, just they, they're ready to go home. They're ready to go home. They, they don't want to be out here anymore. They're ready to lose. They're just waiting for you. It's almost like, you know, you watch boxing, right? And yeah. you see two fighters, you know, having what is a good fight, but it shouldn't be a good fight because the other fighter is the better fighter. And right. he's letting this guy hang around, hang around, hang around, hang around like – the fight should have been over in the fifth round, and yeah. it goes to the eleventh. Yeah, and now, now yeah. in the eleventh, you finally hit that knockout punch. Like <laughs> it, it shouldn't, have, it shouldn't have, it, it shouldn't have been as hard as they made it seem on Sunday. But I can't give a team at three, four, and one having the type of issues they're having with the offensive line, with linebacker play. Uh, the way Carson Wentz just continues to turn the ball over in ridiculous spots. Four turnovers on Sunday night. Four. Two fumbles, mm-hmm. two picks. Eagles, D-plus, and the grades are not getting any better. So uh, <laughs> Washington uh, at 2-5, and five, they're getting a D. Dallas, we just talked about them. They're 2-6. and six. They're getting a D-minus. The Giants are also getting a D minus. They're one and seven. The only reason the Giants are not getting an F, despite only having one win, is that their defense has been pretty good. And they have been in a lot of the games that they've played. They just haven't been winning them. And this game this week against Washington, this is a game the Giants could pull off. They could pull this off. And here's the thing. If the Giants pull this win off, you firmly put the Eagles in the driver's seat to win the division, despite the fact that the Eagles have the toughest schedule remaining in the division. Yeah. And they have some doozies coming up. Now, uh, (laughs) uh, fortunately, and I say this, you know, not saying that these are going to be wins, but fortunately, the Saints – and the Seahawks have to come here. Yeah. Unfortunately, they have to go to Arizona and to Green Bay. <laughs> so 
Yeah, this <laughs> is Arizona. Going yeah. to Arizona is always tough for the Eagles for some reason. No matter, I mean, the, the Cardinals are pretty good this year, but even when they stink, yeah, going even, to Arizona, yeah, yeah, and 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 not even not even just going Arizona. Period. Whenever the <laughs> Eagles have something, you know, going for them, the Cardinals right. are that team who's right there. Like, nope, nope, nah, not this time. What was it? A couple nah, years ago. Yeah. A couple years ago, the Eagles had a shot to win the division, and the Cardinals came in here and just smacked them all around. And that's how come David Johnson got all that money that he got. <laughs> like, they single handedly oh, got David Johnson. Back when David, back when David Johnson was good. Yeah, you know, <laughs> you know, I guess the Houston Texans thought he was. Oh God, you know what? Better than, <laughs> better than DeAndre Hopkins. Listen, oh he, my God, and he got off to it. That's the that's I mean, he he don't he, good thing he doesn't have a job anymore. If there was mm-hmm. ever anti anti awards, <laughs> yeah, anti coach of the year, anti GM of the year. Yep. Oh, it, it would be Bill Bryan. Bill O'Brien, hands down, hands yeah. down. Like he he completely <laughs> he has set that franchise back at least two years. And man, he's and he it's set him so far back that that now JJ Watt after. After voicing his opinion to get dude fired, mm-hmm. is now voicing his opinion to get the hell up out of there himself. <laughs> and 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 he should. And you know what? Like I'm not down for rebuilding. And you know what? Yeah. And that was that was on my notes for the next segment. But you just brought it up. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And he deserves it. Here's a guy who he deserves it. He deserves to play for a winner at this point in his career. He's clearly the greatest player in the history of the Houston Texans franchise. You know. It's not an old franchise by any stretch of the imagination. I think this is what their twentieth season, 20, so. 20, 28th season, 29th season, something around there. I'm not sure which number it is, but JJ Watt has been the pillar of this franchise for his entire career. And you look at the moves that they made, and I don't even know if it was a we're trying to win now kind of situation. I don't even know if that was it because no. if, if you're saying we're this trying moves. to win now, why would you trade a top five wide receiver in the league to pair with your quarterback? You know, it, it's almost as if even, I, even I don't get it. That, his moves are ego driven. I don't get it. I don't, I don't get it. Um, First of all, I believe, I actually believe that DeAndre Hopkins is the best receiver in the league, in my personal opinion. Okay. Once, uh, you know, once Antonio Brown went psycho and left, <laughs> I, I I firmly believe that D Hop took over that mantle. Okay. I mean, the man had a year where he didn't drop a pass. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he didn't drop a single catchable ball. Any any ball thrown in his radius, right? He he snagged it. Mm-hmm. And we're talking about like he's not the fastest dude. He's a jump ball specialist. He's one of those type dudes. So he's catching in traffic mm-hmm. more often than not. And to not drop a pass, and I think maybe he only dropped like one pass last year. I have to look that up again. Right. But to go two years with less than five drop passes, plus all the touchdowns he scores and the yards. And the and the, the the degree of difficulty. Mm-hmm. That's my he's he's the best receiver in the league to me. So that's one. And he's boys with Deshaun. It's, that's his boy, like literally. <laughs> right. Uh in fact, I think they both even came from Clemson. Right. 
And then, all right, before, and even before that, um, uh, what's his name? O'Brien. He traded away their left tackle, who was like a pro bowler. Yep. Uh, Dwayne Brown, I believe. Mm-hmm. Traded him to the Seahawks for what? No, for virtually nothing. And then making the trade to pick up uh, Laramie Tunsil, and you gave up a first round pick. You gave up first round picks to do that. And here's and then, the, you, and then you wanted to cut him. Yeah, and and you look at it like, like we we talked about it a, a while ago. They can be as bad as they are right now, and it's to no benefit for them because that first round pick doesn't belong to them. Exactly. So, <laughs> well, listen, uh, we're gonna take a pause real quick. And we'll be back with the rest of our NFL discussion. Uh, Some NFL notes. Uh, We actually just went over one about J.J. Watt. Uh, And we'll have our picks and we'll wrap things up. Once again, you are listening to the... All right, and welcome back to the Threes on Fire podcast. Listen, if you get the opportunity, please check out our second unfiltered conversation. Uh, Wow, wow. I I don't even, listen, I'm not even given any type of uh, preview of it. Just trust me, check it out. It was was pretty damn hilarious, especially uh, towards the end of that conversation that we were having. Sure. Uh, <laughs> all right, well, let's uh, close it out with our picks and some NFL notes that we did not go over in the uh, last NFL segment that we did when we gave out the uh, midseason awards and report cards for every team. Uh, well, I did have the J.J. Watt thing in my notes, but we, we spoke on that in the last segment. Uh, kind of alluded to uh, a lot of the 49ers stuff from Thursday night. Uh, they lost to the Packers Thursday 34-17. to uh, Game was not that close. The score makes it seem like it was a little close. Uh, the Packers actually controlled that game from beginning to end 49ers put a couple of late meaningless touchdowns on the board and again yep. as we said uh the 49ers 80.8 million dollars of their salary cap is on injured reserve uh that's just just a rough season for those guys right now uh Cowboys quarterback Andy Dalton was expected to be back uh in the lineup this Sunday uh, for their matchup against the Steelers. But uh, he cleared concussion protocol, and then he came up positive for COVID, and he's out again. Uh, as of this recording, Dallas has not named their starting quarterback yet. Uh, it'll either be Garrett Gilbert or Cooper Rush starting uh, after a Dismal performance by Ben DiNucci on Sunday uh, <laughs> as they fell to the Eagles 23 to 9. Uh, and speaking of Ben DiNucci this week, <laughs> speaking, speaking of Ben DiNucci, listen okay. here. Uh, you're a rookie making your first NFL start. Do yourself a favor. Keep your mouth shut. You know, don't, don't, don't give a team any reason to come after you any harder than they already were and he basically came out uh, a couple days before the game and said yeah bring it I'm ready okay the Eagles brought it and 
Dallas goes home two weeks in a row, don't score an offensive touchdown, don't score a touchdown of any sort, four field goals in eight quarters. Uh, the Raiders, uh, they are continuing to violate the league's COVID-19 protocols, and it has cost them this past week uh, $500,000 in a fine. They also lost their six-round pick in the 2021 draft. They are now up to, get this, over $1 million in fines for breaking the protocol, and head coach John Gruden himself has now incurred a total of $250,000 in fines. Listen, guys, follow the rules. Just follow the rules. They're in place for a reason. You're seeing breakouts happen, you know, all across the league. You're seeing it happen in college football. It's not that difficult. Just follow the damn rules, you know. Just, just, taking, just win, baby, a little too far. And, and it's, it's ridiculous. And, 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 you know, over a million dollars in fines just because you don't want to follow simple rules by wearing a mask on the sidelines? Like, come on, come on, grow up. Uh, and finally, uh, last week, uh, we, we kind of talked about the Rams and the Dolphins game, but uh, the Rams actually outgained the Dolphins by over 300 yards. The Rams had 31 first downs. The Dolphins had Despite that, despite that, the Dolphins still managed to win uh, in Tua's first career start. They won by a final of 28 to 17. The Dolphins scored. When they trashed him. Oh, yeah. But see, the Dolphins scored uh, uh, on a fumble recovery and a punt return, and the Rams turned the ball over four times. So Mm -hmm. just, just. Again, not a good game by the Rams when you have your offense that performs uh, the way that they did. You turn the ball over four times, and then one of those turnovers leads to a touchdown. Your special teams can't stop. Uh, your special teams can't stop uh, Bears from scoring. Tua only threw one touchdown pass. It wasn't like Tua had this excellent first performance. He was. Yeah. He was. He was as he was as bad as Ben DiNucci was numbers wise. Just when you yeah. look at the numbers, but Dolphins won, Dallas lost, and you know that's 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 all I have for my NFL notes this week. I'm just gonna say real quick, uh, that's that number one defense, that right. number one defense right. in points allowed, and uh, hats off to Brian Flores once again. All right. Well, again, we'll see. We'll see what happens with the Dolphins going forward. Uh, whether or not uh, Tua is in there to make sure that the Dolphins are good, but not too good. <laughs> uh, it's it's time for our picks this week. And well, once again, our boy Milton on assignment down there or over there, I should say, in Helsinki, Finland, covering the synchronized diving. Oh, Milton, come on, buddy. Come on, man. Come home, man. We, we kind of we, we, we'd like to hear your voice on these shows. Uh, you know, I don't know if the Wi-Fi coverage is bad over there or whatever the case may be. But uh, uh, moving on, uh, Milton got his uh, he got his game picks in. We did not get his fantasy picks this week. Uh, so if you were relying on Milton's fantasy picks, uh, sorry, don't know what to tell you this week. Uh Milton's game quick, picks. Go ahead. Real quick, uh, 
uh, from the sounds of it, we could at least know our kicker, pick Dallas kicker, because they kick nothing but field goals. <laughs> yeah, well, <laughs> that's the I don't know. They, that's the only I way they can I, score as of late. <laughs> listen, with, with this matchup coming up, I don't even know if field goals are going to be put on the board. They might not score at all this week. Uh, but anyway, Milton coming into this week's picks, he has a four and five record. Uh, his lock pick of the week is the Chiefs over the Panthers. Uh, his 50-50 pick, which is an actual 50-50 pick this week. He's not cheating this week. Uh, he's taking <laughs> the Ravens over the Colts. Uh, the Colts are the home team in that game. So if anybody's thinking like, uh, you know, the Ravens are that much better than the Colts, they're not. They have about the same record and the Colts are the home team. So yeah, that, that game is, that game is yeah. going to be a toss up. Uh, and Look, his upset. Listen, his upset pick this week. He is taking Dallas over Pittsburgh. Oh, that's uh, his rationale was Pittsburgh's got to lose at some point. I don't think it's going to happen this week. Uh, so, you know that'll that'll segue perfectly into uh, into my picks for the week. I am seven and two when it comes to picking games. Uh, my lock. I have the Steelers over the Cowboys. I don't think Dallas is going to perform at all against this Pittsburgh defense. And you saw Dallas play horrible the last two weeks at Washington and at Philadelphia against defenses that are, you know, pretty good as far as Washington is concerned. Okay, as far as Philadelphia is concerned, and in those two games, they've scored a total of 12 points. Those two defenses are not anywhere nearly as good as Pittsburgh's defense. So I'm telling you right now, uh, expect CBS somewhere around the third quarter. This is the national game on CBS. Expect them to swap out the Miami and Arizona by the third quarter. Uh, my 50-50 pick. Two bad teams going head-to-head. I'm taking the Jaguars over the Texans this week. Texans, again, as we said, uh, when I was talking about the Raiders, Texans are dealing with their own COVID issues right now. They're going to be missing some players. I think this is the kind of game where Jacksonville uh, can find a way to win this game. But, again, two horrible teams. Somebody's got to win. Uh unless it ends up in a tie and please don't <laughs> let there, please don't let there be any more ties this season. Uh, my upset pick of the week, and this is going to shock you because I, I look long and hard for upsets. You know, I try not to, you know, I don't, I don't want to like when I, when I'm picking upsets, I'm trying to pick a team that you don't really expect to win in this spot. Right. So my upset pick of the week, I am taking the Chargers over the Raiders this week. Oh, okay. You know, I think I, I think the Chargers are going to find a way this week to get a lead and hold that lead. All right, well, Sadell, uh, you, buddy, you're, you know, well behind uh, in the picks. Oh, yeah. You are oh, yeah. two and seven. <laughs> yes, so uh, let's go. What are your picks for this week? Wow. <laughs> Let's go for my lock as being the Chiefs over my Panthers. <laughs> wow. I know that's, that, that's got to hurt, man. It, it, it that's hurts, man. got to hurt. It hurts, but uh, I was, I mean, I didn't want to go for the obvious Steelers over Dallas, 
Right. <laughs> I right. should I should have. That would have that would have been you know easier to just say have it come out my mouth. But oh, believe me, I almost listen. I almost went with this Chiefs game, right? But then <laughs> once once the 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 BS with the Dallas quarterbacking situation came out, and oh, yeah, then was... then then they said uh, Zeke has a hamstring injury. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, this is gonna be bad, man. <laughs> and those easy pickings right there—they laid it Absolutely. all out for you. And man, wow. I, I went against my—I uh, went against my my thing, man. I said I was picking against the Jets every week. I can't do it this week. But go ahead, go into your fifty-fifty game. <laughs> I should have—I should have picked New England over the Jets in my fifty-fifty, but. <laughs> I'm not even going there because they might lose. Yeah, I can't believe that's a 50-50 game, man. It shouldn't even be a 50-50 game. That's hard. No, to it say. shouldn't. It's hard to say that too. That anybody's 50-50 with the Jets, so right. I didn't go there. I went okay. with a tough game of the Seahawks over the Bills. Mm. That's my 50-50 game, and uh, my upset pick is the Aints to beat Tampa Bay. Wait a minute. Well, now see, now see. Here's another. Here's another one with you guys cheating, man. Listen, listen, listen. Oh, come on. Uh, upset. Listen, I don't think it's gonna be it. I don't think the Saints beating the Bucks is an upset. They, they got, you know. Oh, listen, man. Look at all this. Is this a lot of bluster behind these Bucks now, man? Mister. Okay. Mister. Mister. Tampa Bay, and and they got Antonio Brown now, and. They're getting everybody, so-called, basically. Mike Thomas, his situation is still up in the air for the Saints. I don't I don't know what's the deal with that. I think it's something maybe personal going on behind well, the scenes there. Well, here's I the thing. I, I, I thought hurt, that uh, – but uh, Well, I thought that he was going to get traded. I mean, here's a guy who, you know, was healthy to play yeah. but was suspended because he got into a fight – with his teammate, and speaking of, the teammate that he got in a fight with is the same guy that uh, the guy uh, Wims from the Bears uh, sucker punched twice in last week's Bears-Saints game. And, and you know what? Remind me to put that on my list of uh, dumb things or, or crazy things that happened this year. What are you doing? What are you, again, what are you doing? Why are First of all, he has a helmet on. Right. Like, if you wanted to hit him, uppercut him. Uppercut him and hit him in the chin. Why right. are you taking your hand and smacking his helmet? You're going right. to do more damage to yourself to than you are to him. Yeah. Stupid. Suspended for two games, and those two games are well-deserved. <laughs> oh, right. man. <laughs> All right. Well, listen, we got hey, our listen. picks in again. Uh, yeah, but, but I'm saying you, you try to poo-poo on my upset pick, man, like. And the Bucks nah. are at home. The Bucks are nah, at listen, home. You know listen, the home listen, team gets. Listen, I'm letting you have it, man. Right now, you need <laughs> as many wins as you can get. Right now, <laughs> I mean, listen, you you need you need wins in the worst way, my man. Like you're, you're trailing milk about two games. Yeah, you definitely need to go three and zero. I think you got it. You got an outside shot at it going through. You got an outside shot at going three and zero this week. I think uh, that Seahawks Bills game is. You know what I. Again, I said it. I said it in the other segment. I wish we were getting that game in this area, but know. you know, you live in the New York market, New York closest big city to you. We're in between New York and DC, so of yeah. course we're going to get the Giants and Washington. Uh, but if you're fortunate that you live in this area and you have Sunday ticket 
I suggest one o'clock you put this uh, Seahawks Bills game on, grab a beverage, grab a snack, and enjoy. This is my my pick for the game of the week, and I think you're also gonna have one that's maybe not gonna be there, but gonna be just as good in the Saints and Bucks uh, for Sunday Night Football, right? And just take a nap at four o'clock. Take a nap because. The Dallas and uh, Pittsburgh game is going to be over by the third quarter. So just, you know. Third quarter. It's yeah, going to be over by three minutes going into the second quarter. <laughs> listen, take a nap. Three minutes, listen. three minutes into the second quarter is going to be over. Go I ahead. About- <laughs> <laughs> listen, go ahead and loosen your belt. You know, unbuckle your pants. About 4.30-ish, the game is going to start. By 5 o'clock, just go ahead and take a nap. You ain't going to miss get, anything. Get your family out the house for a minute, man. Yeah. Go, yeah. go, go out to eat at a yeah. maybe inside-outside <clears throat> venue so you can be safe. And, and the weather's going to be the weather's going to be relatively the nice. It's going to be nice too. Yeah. yeah, get yeah get out the house. Don't worry about watching that game. Uh, and then by check the time you score get when in, you get back in. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, listen, man. This was just this was another another good week. Uh, anything you want to add before we get out of here? No, I got it all out, man. <laughs> all right. Well, I'm ready listen. To see what goes down, man. Listen, I'm I'm about ready to uh, get into some of this college football that's going on right now. Uh, yeah. Once again, once want to thank everybody out there for listening this week. Uh, for Milton Bolton, who is on assignment in Helsinki, Finland. Uh, get back to us soon, dude. Like, you know, we'd like to have you on the air with us. Uh, Sadell, once again, great, great doing the show with you this week. I'm Irving Henderson, and you have been listening to the Threes on Fire podcast, and we will check you guys out next week. So long, everyone. Thank you for listening to the Threes on Fire podcast. We'll see you next week. Goodbye.